0: Rarely has the wider world been more aware of the critically important work of caregivers, such as personal support workers. Mary Baxter covers the southwestern part of the province for Ontario hubs. She joins us now from London on her story about some people answering the call and training to enter that field. Welcome, Mary Baxter. Hi, Dan. Now, before we start about uh, your latest piece for tbo.org, I thought we'd, uh, you know, set the lines up. Let's talk about what exactly does a personal support worker do?
1: (laughs) A personal support worker uh, looks after the personal care of of someone who who needs it. Uh, um, a, a lot of their, their 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 daily activities. So anything from helping them shower to helping them in and out of bed to changing their briefs, perhaps feeding them. They're different from nurses, for instance, in that uh, personal support workers can't give uh, people their medication. Uh, so that's that's one difference between between the two. Nurses also would uh, look after specific physical ailments. So, for instance, if there's wound care, that's something that a nurse would do, not necessarily a personal support worker.
0: I'm curious, how risky is this type of work?
1: (sighs) Oh wow! I Ian De Silva, who uh, is a spokesperson for the Ontario Personal Support Workers Association, told me that I uh, believe it or not, for women in the job between 30 and 45, uh, that it was the the most high risk job just before industrial miners.
0: Oh wow! Um, Obviously, we're in the midst of a pandemic. I'm curious, um, are personal support workers uh, getting support from the province when it comes to um, wages and, uh, and other subsidies?
1: So there's been a couple of initiatives that have been announced this week, uh, more than $50 million to help uh, recruit, retain and support uh, frontline workers and in particular personal support workers. Uh, And then on uh, Thursday, uh, there was an announcement of uh, further funding to boost uh, uh, the wages for personal support workers up to $3 depending on where they're located and what type of work they're doing.
0: Now, for your article, you spoke to a number of PSWs who are going through the training. Um, What did they say about why they wanted to pursue this work?
1: Well, uh, before today, I would have said it's not for the money, although the province is sweetening that pot, at Mm -hmm. least temporarily. Personal support workers uh, typically make anywhere from, you know, a couple of dollars above uh, minimum wage to uh, about $25 an hour, again, depending on where they're located with those working in long-term care, receiving the most money. Uh, But, you know, most personal support workers get involved because they've already looked after someone or, or they're rising. To the need for many people, it's a second career. They 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 they're doing it because they know people need support.
0: Now there are a number of people who were starting their training uh, during the beginning of this pandemic, and that was put on hold. Have they returned back to the classroom? How have they been able to finish? their program.
1: So now everyone is back to the classroom. Uh, but uh, last year's uh, last school year's cohort, for instance, are just finishing up uh, their 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 placements. Uh, there were some changes put into place uh, because uh, the provincial uh, medical officer of, of health had ordered uh, people to to work uh, in uh, frontline workers to just choose one area where they were working. Um, it, it made it difficult for some of the Placements and um, uh, practicums to take place for personal uh, support workers who usually spend about two semesters getting their training. The second semester usually being out in the community doing different types of work and learning how it's performed. Uh, so some of them have gone back to to get that some were working during uh, uh, just just during uh, the the crisis and uh, have been allowed to uh, use those hours uh, towards getting their practicum. Uh, And and so they're just finishing up. But those moving ahead, a lot of them are working online for their theory, uh, but can expect to be working uh, on their practicums again out in the field.
0: Now some of them have been receiving on-the-job training. And there's this term that I haven't heard before, but they're known as health support workers. Tell me a little bit about that and how they've been able to incorporate that into their training.
1: So a health support worker is uh, someone who is... Uh, doesn't have as much uh, responsibility or authority as a personal support worker, so they might assist a personal support worker in, in um, providing that care. They may not be able to do personal care that actually you know touches the, the, the client who needs it, uh, and they're usually working in, in supervision. So uh, one, one organization, um, it's uh, related to uh, SE Health. Uh, uh, what they've been doing is working with uh, partners in different communities Communities, uh, perhaps like a long-term care facility, and uh, training uh, people who uh, start work in the facility as HSWs, uh, and then they they help them to uh, obtain their training for PSWs. Uh, it's um, it's it, it's a new kind of program, and for people who may not be able to afford getting the training for PSWs, this would allow them to get that training because it's sponsored by the the community organization, and then they're also able to work while they're getting that qualification.
0: Now, Something you also looked into was uh, enrollment. Uh, what has that looked like in terms of the long-term trends uh, for people looking at PSW? One.
1: Enrollment numbers are down. I they've they've been steadily declining over the past five years uh, overall, uh, and and this has been one of the concerns. I as as I, I mentioned in the beginning, there's a high degree of risk with the profession. Uh, I'm told that there's a lot of awareness of the concerns with that, with the low pay, uh, with concerns about uh, part time hours. Often people have to work and then have to work, you know, in, in several different jobs in order to make ends meet. And so this has disc people from getting into the profession
0: you've also looked into this industry being regulated because it's not can you tell us a little bit about that as well
1: so for for all of those those concerns that i, I just mentioned and I, I one one idea is is that if you regulate the industry so it what that means is like how uh, ontario nurses they have a college that oversees uh, uh their their activities and um, provides them with extra training and that they have to register with and uh just over oversees their practices uh, some people would say that by doing the same thing for people that it will protect their jobs more and encourage more people to get into the field.
0: Mary Baxter, I want to thank you so much. Another important story from Southwestern Ontario. That's Mary Baxter, Ontario Hub journalist covering Southwestern Ontario. Thank you.
1: Thanks, JN.